0: Coming up on Studio Berlin. The thing that I hope is that uh, all the people at the Berlinale will keep being curious.
1: What can we expect from the upcoming 70s Berlinale and its new leadership? Will 2020 be the start of a new era for Berlin's International Film Festival?
2: I don't know if the Berlinale is going to go into a new era. I think Carlo Chatrian is a great choice for a program director because I love the way he talks about films.
3: And what does the future of filmmaking look like? I think what the streaming boom has done is just is just kind of deepened and added more layers of excitement and uh, possibilities to the world of storytelling.
1: That's up next on KCRW, Berlin. Welcome to Studio Berlin, our weekly current affairs show here on 104.1 KCRW Berlin. Each week, we are taking a closer look at the events shaping our lives here in Germany's capital. I'm your host, Monika Müller-Kroll.
0: For me, it's important to point out that the films that we selected, each of them, matters to us and hopefully will matter to the audience.
1: That was Carlo Chatrian, the artistic director of the Berlinale. This year is the first time he and Mariette Rissenbeek are heading the festival. It's a big job, but this year also marks the 70th anniversary of the Berlinale. So in this half hour, we'll delve into the program and see what's new, what's different in 2020. The red carpet will be rolled out next Thursday. That's when the Berlin International Film Festival kicks off at the Berlinale Palace. Joining me in the studio is Meredith Burkholder. Meredith is the creator of Webfest Berlin and will be moderating a panel at Berlinale Talents. Thank you for coming.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: And I also welcome Tom Doro. Tom is the co founder of Indie Kino Berlin, an art house movie magazine and online platform. Good to have you, Tom.
2: Hi, thanks for having me here.
1: Before we take a look at this year's program, let's talk about some recent news regarding one of the awards, the Silver Bear Alfred Bauer Prize. It's named after the first director of the Berlinale, Alfred Bauer. In late January, the German newspaper Die Zeit reported that he had held high-ranking positions during the Nazi era. The Berlinale released a statement saying... In view of these new findings, the Berlinale will suspend the Silver Bear Alfred Bauer Prize. Tom, you've been following the story. Can you explain what happened?
2: Yes. In late January, apparently, Die Zeit received an email from a private researcher. He's a hobby researcher, actually, with documents showing that Alfred Bauer was an enthusiastic SA-man, SA man, as a was the, the militia of the Nazi party and he he worked for the for the ministry of propaganda and was responsible for allowing actors directors everybody who was involved with the film to get on the set if uh, they didn't go through bauer's desk they would uh, be uh, eventually sent to uh, to war especially the men of course so i'm not quite sure how much in so far the research hasn't really shown bauer to be directly involved with with these decisions, but apparently that was his function in the Reichsfilmkammer. Actually, the prize should never have been named after Bauer because there have been several reports on on Bauer's past in uh, the 70s, the 80s and the 90s. Uh, One of the uh, famous German film critics, Hans Christoph Blumenberg, reported on this much earlier and it, it never should have been named after Bauer.
1: Okay, so we'll see how this develops. Meredith, this year, before the Berlinale even kicks off, numerous countdown events are happening at the Volksbühne, at the Akademie der Künste. And uh, one discussion has the great title, What are film festivals for? So I'll pass this
3: uh, question on to you. (laughs) Well, I think generally film festivals do an amazing job of bringing talent of bringing stories to an audience that uh, might not otherwise see these things. Um, of course, this is kind of a basic function, especially at the Berlin Alley, which is uh, very uh, well attended by the public. But there's also the function of, of serving as a as a marketplace, um, as a source for a discussion as well regarding what's happening um, in the entertainment industry as a whole. Um, it's a great place to find talent, to find talented filmmakers, to find um IP for producers, to, to adapt, um, you know, series into to films and vice versa. Um, so I think it's, they're always, always, always a really great place to just kind of totally immerse yourself in the entertainment world and, and see really what are the issues of both the industry and also creatively, you know, what, what's happening.
1: Next Thursday, the 70th Berlinale opens with My Salinger Year by Philippe Falardeau. Did I pronounce that right, Tom?
2: I think so, yes.
1: Yeah, I spoke with Berlinale artistic director Carlo Chatrian after a recent press conference and asked why they picked this film to open the festival. Let's listen what he had to say.
0: We decided to open with uh, My Salinger here because it's a film that um, has different elements that for us work one as the the topic is a coming of age story with a young protagonist a very promising actress and uh, also is a story that tells about the role of art nowadays uh, in this case it's literature but it's in general the role of art as a unifying and the other element is that it's a film that carries a nice message
1: tom uh, what do you think a good choice for the opening
2: i think it is i'm also glad that it's not in competition uh, because the first film is really there to ease you into the festival this film has a, has a very seasoned director. He had a huge international success with Monsieur Lazare a couple of years ago. It has a great cast. Sigany Weaver kind of plays the mentor of the young woman who comes into her literary agency and has to answer the emails by fans sent to J.D. Salinger, who never answers anything, of course. And they only have her read it because they're worried um, <laughs> because uh, John Lennon and Ronald Reagan have been shot by people who were fans of Salinger. So that's her, her job.
1: Okay, so we just talked about the opening film. Let's look at the competition this year, the, the 18 films competing for the Golden and the Silver Bears. Tom, um, I know you're pretty excited about this year's lineup.
2: I am, yeah, because I think it's a very diverse lineup, first of all. It has very different films, very different directors, and some of whom I absolutely adore, like Kelly Reichardt has a new, new um, film and festival. It's not a world premiere. It already ran and was shown uh, in Telluride. But the Telluride Festival in Colorado is um, a very exclusive affair. So not many people would have seen it. <laughs> and um, there is a very weird experiment from um, from Russia with Ilya Krishakovsky's uh, DAO. They actually, they built a whole complex in Ukraine and pl- worked there with 300 actors or uh, non-professional actors who were really living their roles and filmed 700 hours of footage which is not much for pl- actually playing this, the, the, their roles for 2 years they, they had a huge project in Paris uh, which opened last year they also had planned something in Berlin where they were going to reconstruct 200 meters of wall eventually this didn't happen but these are the first films to be shown in, in Berlin Dow Natasha is uh, in competition
1: it and let's talk about the German entries.
2: Yes, Boan Kobani is one of the most exciting German directors right now. His new film is an adaptation of probably the best German novel about Berlin ever, Alfred Döblin's Berlin Alexanderplatz, about Franz Biberkopf, a prisoner who is released from prison and tumbling through Berlin until he meets a small-time criminal, Reinhold, and falls in love with a prostitute, Mietze. It has been filmed several times, of course, in the 30s, also in the in the 80s, famously by Rainer Werner Fassbinder, and Kurbani changed the role of Franz Bieberkopf to Francis, an immigrant or a refugee uh, from Africa, who ends up in Görlitzer Park. Um, Undine then by uh, Christian Petzold. Christian Petzold is a much more renowned director and has, has a much longer history of films than Kobani. And
1: he won a silver bear.
2: Yeah, well, he's, he's already yeah. won a silver bear. Mm-hmm. Is more like a fairy tale. Undine is a very famous legend in Germany which really came to uh, popularity in the 19th century. It's about a water ghost, a water nymph who can only get a soul and a human body if she is eternally loved by a man and she meets two men whom she falls in love with but eventually has she has to return to the water um, because the men don't love her enough
1: right meredith is there a movie that got your attention that you want to see for sure
3: uh, honestly, the uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz, I've heard uh, so much buzzing around about it. Uh, and, and now to hear more about the, the description, honestly, from you, I hadn't um, really dug into it too far. But you hear so much buzz uh, this year about this specifically. So I'm really interested to see how that goes.
1: So there is so much to cover, so many films to talk about. More on the upcoming Berlinale and the Berlinale talents after a short break. You're listening to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. We'll be right back.
3: You've been hearing and reading the news all day. So what are you getting out of it? Are you smarter, more informed, better prepared for your dinner party later tonight? Well, The Takeaway has you covered. We ask the tough questions, we hold lawmakers accountable, and if something just doesn't seem right, we ask, how did we get here? It's The Takeaway with me, Tanzina Vega. Tune in to The Takeaway weeknights
1: at 6 on 104.1 KCRW Berlin.
0: PRI's The World brings you voices from around the globe. It's your daily source for international news and a gateway to cultures beyond our borders. I'm Marco Werman. Join me right here for the next edition of The World.
1: Tune in to The World Tuesday through Saturday mornings at 8 on 104.1 KCRW Berlin. Welcome back to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. I'm Monika Müller-Kroll and with me in the studio is Meredith Berkholder, the creator of Webfest Berlin and Tom Doro, co-founder of Indie Kino Berlin. We've been talking about the upcoming Berlin International Film Festival. So let's get into the mood. This tune is omnipresent to anyone attending the Berlinale. I should point out that the Berlinale is an audience festival and uh, some Berliners even take a 10-day vacation to watch as many films uh, as possible. So the Berlinale is of course so much more than the 18 films in competition. There are other sections like Forum, Berlinale Shorts, Panorama. And there is Berlinale Talents, a parallel event uh, to the Berlinale. This year marks the 18th edition. Meredith, you will be at Berlinale Talents. What's going on there and how are you involved? Uh,
3: Yes, exactly. So Berlinale Talents um, is a fantastic initiative um, where they bring together some, I believe, 250 emerging talents working in all departments of film. And in series as well. And so they, they come for an extended program where they have 100 events focused just for them, 33 of which are public as well. So there's a lot that you can see even if you're not an accredited um, attendee at the festival. But there's a lot going there to really focus on these talents, to, to show them different methods of production, to give them inspiration, to let them learn directly from kind of these Hollywood heavyweights that are here uh, for the festival. And so it's a really great initiative and a fantastic opportunity for those um, filmmakers selected for the program. And you will be moderating
1: a panel. Is it about the... film festival that you created? It's um, an independent film festival that happens later this year?
3: A bit. So um, my festival, Webfest Berlin, we deal with just short form series. So series with episodes shorter than 20 minutes or web series. And so the panel that I will be uh, moderating for the Berlin Alley Talents is also in partnership with the Berlin Alley series. It will be about um, addressing the younger audience specifically through language um, and how do you write for, a lot of times, uh, short-form series that are found on the Internet. And how do you really connect with younger audiences through the words that you're using um, and how you script that and how much is left to to run on set. And we'll learn a lot from both. Um, we'll have uh, Rania Salmi, Julia Penner, and Sandra Stockman. Julia and Sandra are from uh, Druk. Uh, the Funk production uh, that's now, I believe, in its. Uh, they just aired the fourth season. And then uh, Rania Salme, who's a creator from Finland, who's made a couple of fantastic hits there that have really uh, hit big with the younger audiences.
1: Tom, are you going to go to uh, Berlinale Talents as well?
2: There are some public events at Berlinale Talents that I'm very interested in. I'm not sure if I have the time, but there are public events with. Uh, Hildrun Gutnaddottir who just won the uh, the Oscar for best music. There's Marin Ade from Germany, one of my favorite directors here. Josephine Decker, who's really a, a, an extremely widely uh, renowned hit. Uh, Madeleine's Madeleine was really praised all over. I haven't seen it, but I'm really excited for her film Shirley, which is an encounters. And Helen Mirren will be there, there will be Viktor Kosakovsky, one of the great Russian documentary filmmakers, will, will be on the panel. So I'll try to catch at least one of those.
1: Yeah, we should explain Helen Mirren will be in Berlin to receive the honorary Golden Bear. Okay, so that's going on at uh, Berlinale Talents, and uh, we've talked about the competition section of the Berlinale. Uh, Tom, apart from the films in the competition... What sections are you interested in?
2: Well, the most exciting section this year is probably encounters, the new competition uh, that Carlo Chatrian created.
1: Ah, Uh, Well, before we continue, let's uh, listen to what he said about this new category, encounters. Here is Carlo Chatrian.
0: For us, it was important and it is important to have a platform for films that are made out of the traditional production system. And some of these films were shown in the past in the Berlinale competition or in Panorama or in Forum. We felt that having a place for that would encourage us to research for this kind of film because these films for us represent the future of cinema.
1: Any comments?
2: Yeah, I'm glad that this this new uh, competition was created because there have always been experimental films in the Berlinale competitions, but often they were uh, slammed by critics and they didn't really uh, fit into the program. Or they, they kind, of were, kind of were drowned in the program of, of forum and panorama. And I'm glad they have kind of elevated these films so that they're more, more visible. And I think the program is also very, very exciting.
3: Mm-hmm. It's very, very exciting to see uh, to see such an initiative and in looking specifically for those taking risks and, and doing things differently. I mean, this is a lot of... Um, what we deal with, especially in the world of series right now. So to see all of this coming up and, and coming together is really very exciting.
1: You are listening to Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. We'll take a short break. Stay tuned for more on the upcoming Berlinale. We'll be right back.
3: An African American family in Chicago gets an insurance windfall and decides to move to a better neighborhood.
2: Mama, there ain't no colored people living in Claiborne Park. Well, there's going to be some there now. Judy Ann Elder, Rutina Wesley, and Corey Hawkins star in the landmark play A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansberry.
3: Next time on LA Theater Works. Catch LA Theater Works Sunday nights at 7 on KCRW Berlin.
1: This is Studio Berlin on 104.1 FM. I'm Monika Müller-Kroll. With me in the studio is Meredith Burkholder. She is the creator of WebFest Berlin. And Tom Doro, co-founder of Indie Kino Berlin. We've been talking about the upcoming Berlinale. The festival will kick off next Thursday. Question for both of you. What are the films, discussions,
3: events you won't miss for sure? I can jump in for sure because I have a... um a list. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely, um, you know, my, my time at the Berlin Alley is often spent, uh, I think they have an excellent program of panel discussions um, with the talents and the series. Of course, this is my focus in life. But um, as we kind of, if we've mentioned before, the talents, uh, the public events are really interesting there with Helen Mirren and Kate Blanchett. But then as well for, at the Berlin Alley series, there's a really interesting day on um, Wednesday, the 25th, if you are accredited there. There'll be an all-women uh, Netflix panel, which I think will be really interesting about producing for Netflix. There's a lot of conversations there about um, creating global content uh, versus local content and how to marry those together and how to kind of work within the new um, environment of the world of streaming. And then, of course, there'll be a, a focus on, on new formats um, and experimental ways to broadcast television and experimental formats to work with. And I think that that entire day is going to be really, really interesting. Well, Tom, I'll, and you?
2: I'll be mainly watching uh, competition and encounters, but there are some uh, films in retrospective that I definitely won't miss. There is a 70 millimeter film from 1929, Billy the Kid by Bill Vidor. Now, 70 millimeter is a film that is twice as big as a 35mm film which is the traditional format for films so the people have an amazing re- resolution it's in black and white, I've never seen a black and white 70mm film least of all from 1929 so I don't care what it's about I just have to see it <laughs> and um, there will be more, more films in retrospective that I find really interesting because uh, Vito's films were from the 1930s which is, was a time of great turmoil economic crisis and I've watched some um, on YouTube before the festival and uh, the, the political ideas there are really, really weird and insane. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to discover.
1: And uh, Hillary Clinton will be in town.
2: Oh, will she? Yes. Okay.
1: That's what they said at the press conference.
2: What does she, do? does she have to do with the Berninale?
1: Uh, there is a film out, a uh, documentary, Hillary. Meredith, do you know more about that film? No. That's about the extent of my knowledge. There's a
3: documentary and that she's coming. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Tom, of course, uh, this is the first year under the new leadership of Riesenbeek and Chatrian. Before that, Dieter Koslik was at the helm for nearly two decades. Do you think the Berlinale is going into a new era?
2: I don't know if the Berlinale is going to go into a new era. I think Carlo Chatrian is a great choice for a program director because I love the way he talks about films. He's very enthusiastic, he's very compassionate, he's very eloquent when he talks about films.
1: And maybe we should mention uh, his job prior to the Berlinale. Yes,
2: he, he was direct, artistic director of the festival at Locarno, which is a actually probably a more comfortable job than Berlin because the weather is fine. <laughs> People are in a better mood than in February in Berlin.
1: You know? I, I like that, so. And this year we have a mild February.
2: The crocuses are blooming.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it will definitely be a new era for films because the film industry is in challenging times with the rise of streaming services, and you can see that at the at the Oscars you can see it with cinemas shutting down. Not so much that cinemas. Actually, German artos cinemas had a 15% rise in uh, in, in viewers this last year. Uh, and there are more cinemas opening in Berlin than there are closing, but in general, it's it's challenging. Yeah,
1: maybe you guys, you coming from the opposite directions. How do you feel about that, Meredith?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I I definitely for for me and and the the streaming world as it's moved around, I think it it boosts creativity across the board, and it it makes so many opportunities to break rules and break formats and experiment and to deliver content in different ways and interact with audiences in different ways. Um, I think it adds to the fabric of the entertainment industry. And I don't think that it's um, killing cinema. I think cinema does its own thing and it is its own thing in, in different aspects for sure. Um, But I think what the streaming boom has done is just, is just kind of um, deepened and, um, added a, a more layers of um, excitement and uh, possibilities to the world of storytelling.
1: I, gu- I guess it created more filmmakers, yeah? Yeah,
3: or <laughs> more opportunities for those filmmakers. So many filmmakers that weren't able to do anything, weren't able to, to you know, get their work seen in any way. And now you can shoot it yourself. You can mm. put it online. You can, you can do things for a lot less budget with um, the technology that we have now. And I think it just um, really opens doors for a lot more people.
2: Well, it also closes doors because uh, larger streaming services are of course more interested in their viewers and they, they are really trying to calculate what you viewers want. So I'm not sure if this, this will in the long run really improve creativity. But I do do agree that the digital revolution has, of course, uh, made filmmaking much more accessible for for a lot of people. So, yeah, that's a good thing.
1: Mm -hmm. So maybe we just need more film festivals, you know. (laughs) That's Uh, definitely a trend. (laughs) More film festivals. But first, we are looking forward to the Berlinale. And that's it for this edition of Studio Berlin. Thank you both for being here. Meredith Burkholder is the creator of WebFest Berlin and she'll be at Berlinale Talents this year.
3: Thank you, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And thanks to you, Tom Doro. Tom is a co-founder of Indie Kino Berlin, an house movie magazine and online platform. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. I'm Monika Müller-Kroll. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure to tune in next Saturday for another edition of Studio Berlin. Have a great weekend.